<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. An Instagram model charged now with murdering her boyfriend months after he died. A video shows her attacking him in an elevator, but she says she was the victim of his abuse. I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to this latest edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. This video came out on Thursday, and it is absolutely stunning. It shows Courtney Taylor. Uh, she, that's how she's known online. She's an Instagram model. Uh, her legal name is Courtney Clenny. It shows her attacking her boyfriend, Toby Abunselli, and he died actually on April 3rd of this year. Clenny was actually arrested in Hawaii on Wednesday of this week. So uh, this is an interesting case. This woman, Courtney Clenny, is claiming she was actually the victim of, the, of abuse at the hands of her boyfriend, who is now dead. But the state attorney in Miami-Dade, Florida, says, I don't think so. So joining me to talk about this is Mark Weaver. He is a former deputy attorney general with the state of Ohio. He's also a prosecutor and an attorney and an all-around good guy. So Mark, welcome to Sidebar. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me back. What did you think of this, Mark, when you first saw the video and heard about the charges? This is a second-degree murder charge. Yeah, I've never been a defense lawyer, but this defense lawyer ought to, ought to cut a deal. This is not a good video for this woman. If her story all along has been that somehow Toby was the aggressor against her and that her uh, action in, she said throwing a knife, but the medical examiner says it's actually a stabbing, but that her actions with the knife was somehow self-defense, this video doesn't suggest that at all. In fact, if it's allowed to be seen by a, a future jury, I think every juror will see that, in fact, she's the aggressor and he's doing everything he can do to sort of stop the confrontation. I think it's interesting you point that out. Um, we need to let the listeners and the viewers know um, that this this knife that was used to kill Toby, and we're calling him Toby, his last name's a little hard to pronounce, but um, the, they're saying, the prosecutor is saying it was a downward knife thrust that sliced a key artery near this guy's heart. Uh, she's claiming, though, she threw the knife from 10 feet away. I want to point out, you know, I've covered cases in the past of uh, things involving knives. Uh, one case in particular I covered involving police shooting a man armed with a knife. And it, they were far away from him, but they said, you know, you can throw a knife from a distance of 21 feet and still cause great bodily harm or injury to somebody. So that is why they said they were justified in shooting this guy. Uh, so I guess knives can cause damage or, you know, kill somebody when tossed from a great distance. But a downward thrust sounds like this was pretty close contact, don't you think, Mark? Yeah, and I'm not sure how her claim of throwing the knife somehow helps her. Both would be illegal. Both would be attempted murder. Throwing a knife at somebody or stabbing somebody with a knife uh, is attempted murder if they don't die, and it's murder if they die. And so she's going to have to put forward some sort of self-defense defense, but the 
element of every self-defense defense is that you had a reasonable belief that your life was in danger or that you were about to be at risk of substantial bodily harm. And with if there's no one else there, it's going to be her word for this. And this video does not make her a credible source for this discussion. She, of course, is claiming that she is the victim here, that she was the victim of his abuse repeatedly. Uh, an attorney, though, for um, the family of Toby says, no, she uh, was the aggressor in this relationship. Uh, you know, it, it makes me think that say she was attacking him um, and, and she's claiming he was the aggressor in the relationship. The video in the elevator, although it's a couple of months before, it's in February of this year, um, before he died on April 3rd, it shows him kind of cowering and trying to trying to, you know, shield himself and defend himself uh, and putting his hands up. If you were the primary aggressor in a relationship, wouldn't you have like just struck her back? That's how I would look at it. I mean, am I wrong here? No, I think that's how most jurors would look at it. If her story is this guy was always beating me, that's going to have to be her story. By the way, that's not a defense. Uh, the self-defense only works when in that moment you are at risk of death or serious bodily harm. It can't be that, you know, weeks ago I was in that moment and then now I'm doing it today. So if her story is he was always beating me and, and she'll say for no good reason he would beat me. He just beat me out of the blue, right? Um, a guy who does that, a, a domestic violence person, um, if he were being poked at and slapped in an elevator where you think you're by yourself and there's no one else around, a true domestic violence aggressor would respond immediately with a punch or a kick or something very aggressive. And the most we see Toby do in that video is try to grab her hands or try to grab her in a headlock, largely to stop the fact that she's continuing to slap and punch him. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I want to read something here on that we reported on lawandcrime.com. Um, you know, it, this is an interesting finding from the chief medical examiner. Uh, the prosecutor quotes the chief medical examiner as saying the forceful downward thrust of a knife resulted in a wound of about three inches or eight centimeters in Toby Abunselli's chest. And so that shows, you know, the medical examiner says that three inches, think about that. That's about the, you know, let's think about maybe like that. That's how far the knife went into his chest, um, that you couldn't do that from throwing. That's what the chief medical examiner told the prosecutor, according to the prosecutor. Yeah, and although throwing it doesn't help her any, that suggests she's lying. And so we have now, we'll have forensic evidence that the notion of throwing a knife is a lie. That goes directly to her credibility. And we'll have this video, which I will presume will be admitted. Now there's going to, I'm sure there's going to be a hearing to contest whether or not this can be admitted. The uh, defense lawyer will argue that it's irrelevant to the question of what happened months later. And if that doesn't work, He'll argue that it's more prejudicial than probative, which is a standard objection to keep certain evidence out. And so the, the case might hinge on whether this video comes in. And so I would imagine there would be a pretrial hearing on this. We would call it a suppression hearing where uh, the, uh, the defense will seek to have the judge exclude this video from testimony. If the judge rules pretrial that it's coming in, that sets the table for a likelihood of a plea agreement.
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm reading a little bit more about this, Mark. It's it's really interesting. Apparently, um, Toby Abansali and Courtney Clenny, uh, who is this Instagram model, as I uh, said, also an OnlyFans model, that they moved into this apartment building where they were living, this apartment complex, in January of 2022, so earlier this year. And apparently, couple, you know, tenants from as far as two floors away, according to the prosecutor, uh, had complained about the noise and ruckus from the couple. Uh, the management at this apartment complex allegedly even considered evicting them because of everything that was going on and, and then the noise complaints and the constant stuff happening. Um, also, the prosecutor said on the day of the murder, April 3rd, uh, Clenny called Toby Abunselli at 4.01 p.m. and then went live on Instagram. And then at 4.33, uh, she allegedly called Toby Abunselli again after posting the video. And uh, Abunselli is believed by prosecutors to have walked into the apartment where Clenny fatally stabbed him. Um, so it says then at 4.43, Clenny called her mother and spoke on the phone until 4.49. So that's 16 minutes, according to the prosecutor. And that call, um, or I should say, I'm sorry, six minutes. I misspoke, six minutes. So at 4.49, um, Clenny, they're saying, placed a second call to her mother, and that discussion lasted more than seven minutes and ended at 4.56, and then she calls 911 at 4.57. So it sounds like they're saying she kills him, she calls mom a couple of times, then calls 911 instead of killing him, whether it was an accident or not, and calling 911. She calls mom first. That doesn't look good either. Yeah, this shows uh, that she realizes she's in trouble, right? If she truly wants help for Toby, who is her boyfriend, then the first thing you do is call 911. Oh my goodness, I threw a knife I didn't mean to, and now he needs help, please hurry. Calling anybody else, your mother, whoever else, is simply trying to come up with a cover story about how you won't be blamed for this. So the person who you say you love and wouldn't want to die is bleeding out on the floor and you're making phone calls to people arranging what you're going to say. That's what it will look like to the jury. That's why I'm, I'd be surprised if this case actually went to a jury trial because there's so many indicators that there'll be a conviction. The defense lawyer is going to fight to keep some of this evidence out. And if that fight doesn't work, then they're going to look for the best possible plea bargain. 
And they're saying in the affidavit for the arrest that she made several inconsistent statements. Courtney Clenny did. Also, we need to keep in mind, you know, Mark, this is a second degree murder charge, not a first degree murder charge. So um, that kind of makes me think, you know, obviously the prosecutor in Miami-Dade County is not, or the state attorney, I should say, is not saying this was some big time premeditated homicide. Um, second yeah, it sounds degree. like the heat of passion. A second degree sounds right. Either way, it's a serious, a serious criminal case. She's genuinely at risk of spending a lot of time in prison, and uh, uh, the, the prosecution has put together a lot of good evidence already. And uh, I read in the story about this that the defense lawyer is calling the video irrelevant and prejudicial, and they're going to do the best they can to keep the evidence out. But uh, from what we can see right now, this is a pretty strong case. Well, I and I don't see the video as being irrelevant because it shows her acting acting out physically against this guy. Uh, so you could call that, you know, another you know bad, other bad act or whatever, but it still shows maybe a pattern. I'm sure that's what the prosecutors will. Yeah, prior bad acts are not typically allowed in as evidence, but if she's going to introduce as a defense somehow that Toby was the aggressor in the relationship, that will open the door to other evidence that would show that's not true. So it puts her in a tough spot. Defendants don't have to prove anything in a criminal case. They're, they're, they don't have a burden of proof. But a jury wants to know what your theory of the case is. And if your theory of the case is that I'm a domestic violence victim and I'm constantly being abused by Toby, then you've opened the door to this video that suggests what you're saying is just not true. Most definitely. Well, Mark Weaver, former Deputy Attorney General with the state of Ohio, also a prosecutor. Thanks so much for coming on. We're going to follow this case very closely. Courtney Clenny um, may fight extradition back to Florida from Hawaii. That's probably not in her best interest. Uh, so we don't know if she'll just wave and then be brought back to Florida to um, answer to the charges. So thanks again for coming on, Mark. Thank you, Anjanette. And that's it for this edition of Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. It is produced by Michael Dininger and Sam Goldberg. Alyssa Fisher handles our bookings. Bobby Zoki is our YouTube manager. And Kiara Bronson does our social media. You can find Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can watch it on the Law and Crime Network YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.